Welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show with Landon Witt. You're about to learn hyper-local market knowledge happening right now in the Oklahoma City real estate market. Plan your next move in real estate with this fast, vital market news to aid your next real estate adventure. Landon is a genuine, self-made top realtor in Oklahoma City with millions of dollars in real estate closed every year and hundreds of satisfied clients. Whether you live right here in the city or across the country, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Here is your host, Landon Witt, with this week's Daily Market Update. Welcome to Episode 15 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. On today's show, John Milner of the Linwood Place Neighborhood Association. Folks, if you haven't been to the Historics, you might want to head over that direction. Beautiful homes, beautiful setting in the Linwood neighborhood. They just recently added a new entry to their neighborhood, which is really super classy, really making that area stunning. So it'll be good to talk with him and about membership and all the things you want to know if you're thinking of moving to Linwood. All right, I want to dive into the market I'm Landon Witt with Metro First Realty, license number 174290. MLS data provided by Oakmar. That's our area MLS. I want to talk a little bit first off, market inventory up. Last week, 144 homes were on the market. Again, all of our metrics on this show are 10 miles from Oklahoma City Center. Okay, that's where this show stops our metrics because we're just focusing in on that urban core. Okay, so 10 miles out, 144 listings last week. This week, 102. We're now at Wednesday going into the weekend. If you're thinking of, you know, maybe you home shopped last weekend, you're thinking of shopping this weekend but not sure, you've got about, what is that, 25%? 15, no, 20% higher inventory going to be on this weekend than last weekend in the 10 square mile. It may have something to do with an anomaly at the end of the month. Some people decide to go ahead and list at the beginning of a month, but by the time they get through all the cleaning and photography and getting ready and signing papers, filling out disclosures, you're at the end of the month. So, uh, and then they come active. All right, moving to sold stuff, sold homes within the 10 square mile. This week, 124, 124 homes were sold in the last seven days in Oklahoma City. Last week, 164, so we are down, but I bet we're going to get a pretty good spike next week on the show, again, because we're hitting the end of the month. And if you're, uh, you know, especially during the weekday, um, This Friday, well, this, yeah, this Friday will be a big one uh, with everybody coming into the end of the month. Again, you save that prepaid interest. And, you know, when you close on the house over the weekend or on a Friday, you can then move in uh, on the weekend when you're off. You know, a lot of people like to move. I would like to see um, days on market for this week hovering right around a median of 13 days. Last week was 15, heading the right direction, inventories moving faster. So that is a good sign. The average still pretty close. 36 days on market last week was the average. That's taking all listings into account. 37 this week. 
Okay, so we're holding pretty steady there. The square foot um, sold price, $90.97. We talked about that last week. This week, it's up $94.16 per square foot weekly, our uh, median per square foot price. Now, keep in mind, this week, they, the average or the median started out at $95.56, finished off at 94 So we did have a slide there. And you know what? It was the same percentage slide as last week. So we're still seeing those negotiations staying right around about an average of 3% or less, okay, on average. Now you have special circumstances. We certainly had one of those this week, which I can't talk to you guys about until it closes, but wow, what a deal. Um, Okay, so that those numbers do not include REOs. So if you're listening to the show and you're looking for those foreclosures, you're looking for those short sales, uh, distressed property purchases, those kind of things, um, that comes up to we had 10 REOs, real estate owned by the bank, uh, last week. This week, five, not too many actions going on there um, in the REO I want to talk about the list price again. Last week, we talked about it was holding steady. The median was $47 a square foot. The sold price was $47 a square foot. We move into this week. We're at $80 a square foot median, closing out at $78 a square foot so that we had less transactions going on in the REO field, but we had more negotiations happening. Less transactions, more negotiations. Interesting. So um, one of them being zero days on the market. So it kind of, um, that one was an interesting um, situation. I guess they pre-gamed that short sale or something and put it in the MLS for um record purposes or something. Who knows? Uh, 11 days on market is your average uh, this week for REOs. So um, on the um, statistics, we're going to be releasing not this week, but next week, uh, a video podcast that includes a forecast for your weekend home shopping. Okay. I want to give you a good estimated expectation of seller morale, buyer morale, if you're holding an open house or if you're a first sale by owner going into the weekend, what you can expect for traffic-wise, we take into consideration weather as well as now flight status, how many people are then flying to Oklahoma City for relocation, home shopping that may be coming by looking at your home on the market so we can kind of give you an idea what to expect that weekend. Again, not this Friday, the following Friday, we're going to be introducing that on our YouTube channel, OKC Real TV. want to talk for just a minute about the top home under 750k this week i'm talking about urban 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 and a lot of the reason why is because well for one thing there's some sexy listings and two the 405 magazine is going to be releasing their urban edition next month so look for that where they talk in detail about living in the urban core in oklahoma city so under 750 i want to pull up 27 Northeast 3rd, that's in the Maywood um, Park Section 1 edition. Maywood Park Complex, um, the last time this place sold multiple offers as soon as it came on, 
This is in for your folks that are moving from the East Coast um, that love the urban setting, or maybe you, you've been in the suburbs and you're just tired of the maintenance and, and you want something that's a more hustle and bustle. This is on the market at a measly $719. That comes out to $301 per square foot, 30121 to be exact. This is kind of a neat one in that it has geothermal heating and cooling, or at least heating and cooling. Looks like um, the temperature, this is a kind of a cool technology. I don't quite understand how it works, but it's basically a series of wires and cables that pump fluid down into the ground, deep, deep, deep down. And the temperature difference between the surface level and the ground level creates a gradient and that creates uh, energy as those temperatures transfer. So they use those energies to then heat or cool the house and your utilities end up being incredibly low. Uh, in fact, you end up saving uh, quite a bit um, to where it makes sense to then spend a little bit more to get these high quality finishings inside the home. And the HOA fee over there, guess what? $1,294 a year. Guys, that's nothing. If you live in a condo already, you're probably paying double that. Um, and you're looking at a two bedroom, two and a half bath in that one, but you get a two car garage. Really cool. Again, 27 Northeast 3rd Street in the middle of everything. Uh, you can walk to whatever you want to do. Um, let's see. Next one, in the under 500, well, really under 250K category today, 600 Northwest 4th, unit number 209, is another loft downtown. It's got some beautiful characters about it. The, the flooring, the, the kitchen work, it's got a kind of modern right angle flair to it, kind of a mid-century hint to it. Um, that one was built in 1982, so you can understand kind of some of the architectural thinking looking back uh, and also what was going on in 1982 in the urban feel. So uh, 169.9, that's definitely in the price range of a lot of first-time home buyers. Um, the HOA fee is a little higher on that one, 2856 a year. That includes your gated entry, insurance, and the pool. Okay, and that's your exterior insurance policy. So all you have to purchase is that interior policy. And you don't have to worry about mowing lawns or taking care of a roof. We're going to be introducing that on our YouTube channel, OKC Real TV. Moving on to the news. The news, the news, the news. I love that the Gazette has merged with OKC Talk. I feel like the sentence structure of the journalist has improved. That's no knock on the journalist before. You guys did a great job. I just feel like they've stepped up the bar a little bit now that the Gazette has purchased OKC Talk. If you don't know about OKC Talk, that's OKCTalk.com. That's the real estate talk site when it comes to new construction, new buildings, new permits, things that are going on affecting the real estate permit scene. So new construction there. Drury Hotel buys a lot in the heart of Bricktown. Now, Drury Hotels, some of you don't even know who Drury is if you don't travel, because there is no Drury Hotels in, in the state of Oklahoma. This would be their crown jewel or their first break into the Oklahoma market. 
and boy did they break into the market. They purchased a 0.8 acre lot for $4.5 million. Folks, that's $5.625 million per acre. Folks, some folks are, are kind of, what would it be, um, skeptical about this purchase, knowing that um, the bank first just purchased um, uh, six acres for $1.4 million, uh, not too far from there. However, that was some city-driven project. Uh, That's the parking garage and this kind of thing, and some politics were involved there. Um, So, and and parking, parking, parking is a little different situation than these blank lots that they're they're building uh, what this article says would be a six to eight story hotel, or excuse me, six to 10 story. Um, it would be the Plaza brand and all of this. Okay. More hotels, more stuff coming to downtown is in response to the convention center that they're building at scissor tail park. That's going to be, I think close to the largest convention center in the world and arguably the largest in the nation. We'll see once it gets finished uh, construction, but they're really touting that one, which is driving the hotels uh, to the area. And to the whole downtown is getting a renaissance right now. We'll talk about that. Um, I want to talk about Ludwig which is a high-profile restaurant, uh, currently at 805 North Hudson Avenue. They just announced that they're going to be moving locations to get closer to the streetcar route in a more visible location on 320 Northwest 10th. 10th Street has done some tremendous changes over the years. Um, If you go west, not you know, still in transition, but as we get downtown on 10th, wow, what a transition is happening there. So if you're a fan of that restaurant, or if you need to be a fan of that restaurant, (laughs) they've got a menu of tapas and small plates uh, that they're going to be adding, uh, craft cocktails, beer, wine, small portions, great tasting food is is the way uh, we like to call those. Uh, but fantastic chefery going on over there, if chefery is even a word. Um, 320 Northwest 10th Street is going to be the new location there, but you can still eat at the old location. Without further ado, I want to introduce our guest on the show, John Milner, president of the Linwood Place neighborhood. Um, this is not an HOA. Okay, this is not a mandatory association that they run there. This is a voluntary association. And listen into this interview to hear the difference between the two. And boy, is it a difference. What a cool neighborhood they've got there. If you haven't been over there, head on over there. I want to introduce John Milner to the show. We recorded live last week on set, on location. It was a fun time. Some of you may have already seen the interview on our TV broadcast on YouTube, OKC Real TV. You can check that out. You can just type in OKCRealTV.com or head on to YouTube and look at the OKC Real TV t- uh, channel. And please subscribe. We're already at 6,000 subscribers. Love you guys. Good stuff. We're growing every day. Um, I think the video two weeks ago got over 18,000 views. Um, so you guys are digging that. So jump on over OKC Real TV. I want you to hear the audio per- portion of this, but again, if you want to see the video portion, go on to okcrealtv.com. But I'm at the on the shelf, a misbehaving. 
saving my love for you, for you, for you, for you. Okay, John. Well, I want to welcome you to the show today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Beautiful, beautiful day to have It's a fantastic morning to be out here. So tell the listeners that maybe aren't watching the show, where are we right now? We are in Linwood Place neighborhood, and we are bordered by Drexel, Grand Boulevard, 16th Street, and 23rd Street. Wow, so is is Linwood a historic neighborhood? Linwood is not what you would consider historic preservation. Linwood is the first neighborhood to receive the title of Urban Conservation District, which is one overlay up from being historic preservation. I got you. So one overlay up, as in uh, we're not going to be, uh, like, talk to me, give me an example of that. So like the windows per se. Correct. So have- historic preservation has a lot of restrictions on what you can do on your house. But mainly what historic preservation means that any upgrades you're going to do to the exterior house, you're going to go before the historic preservation commission. You have to have it approved. You do an application. In Linwood, being urban conservation district, we have... A few restrictions, but we don't have a commission you go before if you're going to do exterior work on your house. So this would be kind of an in-between a homeowners association and then the full-blown historic. Correct, 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 absolutely. So we just have a few restrictions, and they're in the UCD codes, hmm. which are available through the city. You know, We try to provide them to as many new residents that move in as possible. Um, you can read through them, and you can see what some of the restrictions are. For example, one restriction would be um, we have restrictions on, on carports. You can't go in and put an aluminum carport uh, in, in front of your house. It's got several restrictions you have before you can go put one in. Now, if they want to add a garage, I know that's a big question. A lot of homeowners may say, Land and I want a two-car garage, or they may find their realtor and they say, I want a two-car garage. Well, a lot of times that limits you to yes. north of 40th or yes. north of 50th yes. in some cases. Yes. So what is the option for a two-car garage? Is it just something we avoid or well i i i generally tell people even though i i disclaimer i'm not a city employee if you're looking for a two-car garage and you're coming to these urban neighborhoods like we have it's best to find what you're looking for Hmm. to be able to fix it up or or, or clean it up it's very hard in some of the smaller lots that we have if you have a single car garage to go to a two-car garage because you're limited sure. on restrictions on how far you can build on your, your property line and how, how close you can abut it. It, it, it. It's tricky is the, the way to put it. You're, you're going to have some some loopholes you're going to have to navigate through. I know that uh, you get this question a lot, when, especially with folks that are maybe moving from Edmond or another suburb town that, that has uh, more modern housing. You know, when we get to bathroom size, we get to closet size, yeah. a lot of times those are smaller. And, and that's really something when you're transferring into a historic home, you do kind of give up some things to get that character. And I think garages is one of those uh, Absolutely. key factors. Absolutely. Now, we're right now on 19th Street, which is arguably one of the most beautiful streets in Linwood. Oh, that's um, kind of you. I, I, I definitely agree. Um, the, the, the trees behind us, all in the row, really look beautiful this they time do. of year. They do, um, and especially in fall. And you know, fall, I mean, it's it's, sure. it's picturesque of what people, you know, it's like 
in the fall, I always feel like Linwood down 19th Street is kind of like a movie set. It's what you picture in a, in, in a movie that takes place in a neighborhood. The classic. The leaves falling and changing and the sidewalks. It's fantastic. That's it. That's it. Now, for those that uh, maybe aren't from Oklahoma City and are brand new to the area, where are we located relative to downtown or things to do? I mean, what, kind of give a, a broad description of what Linwood is and what's it about and what the community maybe of Linwood is. Yeah. Uh, I honestly always consider Linwood to be an inner city neighborhood, even though we sit on the outskirts. You know, our closest district that we sit uh, close to is 16th Street, is mm. the Plaza District. Yep. But the thing I love about Linwood and the proximity is really you can walk there, you can cycle there, it's not that far away, but yet you're not far enough that you're dealing with some of the noise pollution or the parking pollution that some of the districts uh, you know, create mm-hmm. on their outskirts. So, And especially with the new sidewalks the city's putting in, really to be able to get access down to the Plaza District and then further getting down to Midtown, um, down around 10th Street, access is becoming so easy from neighborhoods like ours. So that's a great point. So some of the other neighborhoods that are a little bit closer to downtown, you guys are going to be dealing with the event parking. I know that when the Pasadena Art Festival, for example, has their their big hoorah. Neighborhoods are just packed with parking. I mean, the residents can't even get to their homes. Sure. So Linwood kind of has that great historic feel, but yet you're far enough outside the city to where you really have a traditional suburban feel. When you when you you talk about parking, you talk about big old trees. Yeah. You know, so it's a really good uh, best of both worlds. You know, and the wild thing to think about though is when Linwood was originally platted in 1909. Uh, the uh, mainly homes on 18th, 19th, and 20th, so that kind of are double lot homes, a little bit larger, they were at one time considered country estates, Oklahoma City. Mm. You know, this is where the <laughs> trolley line came, and you you were in the country if you lived out here. It's hard to think because wow. we can... You said 1909? 1909. 19, we well, Oklahoma became a state, what, 1907? Uh, I believe correct, it was yes. 1907. So, wow. So, two years after Oklahoma becomes a state, this neighborhood was platted. Yes. And yeah. do, you, do you know who founded this neighborhood? What's the, what's the history there. Well, I know there was a group that that founded this neighborhood, and it was a lot of uh, it was a group of prominent businessmen at the time. Uh, I know uh, the Horn family was in on it, and I believe Nichols family was in on it. Uh, there's a few more, and forgive me, I don't, I, I don't have the names. I know on the top at of my that head, time there's a lot of dentists and yeah, stuff that, yeah. that you know on the side they they did developments. Exactly. Now, what kind of architecture uh, can one find in Linwood? We have a a broad array of architecture. We've got craftsmen or some people arts and craft. We've got Tudor Revival. Uh, we've got Spanish influence. Um, and then we, even if you get over on 16th and 17th Street, we also have some, some ranch style as well. So you can kind of wow. find anything you're looking for. You, mm-hmm. you kind of can find it in Linwood. Sure. And I noticed that, um, you know, a lot of the uh, homeowners here, they really take pride in their homes. They do. Um, the front lawns are always really well manicured. There's a decent setback from the road, so the houses really look clean and well kept. Um, I, I think if you're looking for a neighborhood that's not right in the city, this is the way to go for historic. I agree. I agree. And we have a very active neighborhood association. Yeah, tell us uh, about the events you guys we, got going we, on. We have events that kind of take place all throughout the year. Our, the biggest event that we have, which is coming up uh, September 30th, is our uh, tour of historic homes, which we have five or six homes that open up. Uh, tickets are 12 to $15. We allow 
outside guests to come in and tour the homes and kind of get a feel for what it's living in historic homes. Hmm. Um, and you kind of get to see what people have done. Really? You know, like taken a house actually and, in there, yeah, you know, yeah, with yeah. their furniture yeah, and absolutely, how they cook. Absolutely. And, and how they've upgraded their living spaces, their kitchen, uh, and what they've done. And we've got some great homes on the tour this year. We also do um, a sleigh ride in December wow. that goes throughout the neighborhood. Cool. Um, we do neighborhood cleanup days. We do an annual picnic in June, and we do a 4th of July parade. So mm. we stay very active in this neighborhood. And, wow. and aside from the events that we organize that get everybody together, I think the, the charm really in Linwood is the fact that we, we really are a very friendly neighborhood. Mm. You, you walk down the street, and you wave. Everybody waves. Mm. We all wave. We look out for each other. It's just that's common here. And that's what I love about this neighborhood. Now, as far as the dogs, is there a, you know, I, do you have to, do you, do you self clean up after the dog or is that something that you've, you've requested or is that commonplace? I know for pet owners, that can be a big deal. It can and be. And non-pet owners. Yeah, it can be a big deal, that, but you know, it, it, throughout Oklahoma City, the common courtesy is if you are walking your dog, you need to handle dog's waste. Mm -hmm. on your own i mean that just needs to be the responsibility of you as well as to always remember there are leash laws in oklahoma city so you you must have your dog on a leash when you're at all times at all times yep so sure sure and there's another point you know is when you get closer to the urban city you get really small lots and i think these lots here are great size i mean you still have does anybody have pools in linwood i'm trying to think yes so so they can several homes with pools several homes with pools so you can add a pool in there now is that something that you would have to get passed through through the architectural committee or we don't have an architectural committee so that would totally come up to being downtown Mm. and working with plan review so you have to make planning review as long as they approved it yeah then your the neighborhood association wouldn't have any real say over the design or the only thing that we the only thing that we look at is those ucd codes and making sure that those ucd codes are being followed and if it's a project that isn't contained in the UCD codes, mm-hmm. then the default is referred to Oklahoma City codes on building. I got gotcha. you. You got to make sure you're permitted. You got to mm-hmm. make sure you're you're you know using licensed contractors. Mm-hmm. You got to go through all the steps to get it built and get it put in and get it done right. And um, that's for safety, really. I mean, that's absolutely. for safety. That's for uniformity, uh, and it can save you thousands in the long run because if you have a contractor that's not doing something right or not legally, uh, there's a good good chance that it's done incorrect and then you have to redo that work and a lot of times those contractors are gone you can't even find them once you finish the work incorrectly so a uh, very important step yes, there yeah um, and, and he- then and then the common factor that i, I always encourage people if you're going to have work done on your house tell your immediate neighbors mm. you know knock on the door go to the two beside you two behind you two in front of you hey, we're going to be doing some projects. I always think that's a common courtesy as well. It could be a little noisy for a little while. But here's what we're doing. If and you have here's any issue, gonna, you know, sure. come talk to us. I mean, that's and, and that's in any neighborhood, not just in, sure. in ours that you're, sure. you're going to have work done in, too. So I think we get so busy we forget that stuff. We do. Yeah. We, we do. Sure. But in, in these inner-city neighborhoods, some some of us are, are live a little bit closer to our neighbors, you know, than... Right. Right. And out in suburban neighborhoods, we've got a little bit more room on either side. So it's just, you know, we, we all we all have to 
coexist here. That's right, they coexist. And you know what? We get to coexist. That's an important part. We're not in the farm where we have our next door neighbors three, four, five miles away. We're right here in the core. And so many of you have moved from outside in the suburbs to the city to experience that, you know, homogenous relationship with our community. So, um, John, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, I appreciate being um, here. Is there anything that we maybe have forgot that someone needs to know about moving to Linwood? Uh, I don't think there's anything we forgot. I, I, I just can't say enough how much I do love living in, in a neighborhood like Linwood and the neighborhoods that surround us as well are all wonderful neighborhoods as well. I, I think there's so much charm in these older neighborhoods when you're out walking and you're waving and you're knowing your neighbors. And the other thing that I, I think is a huge difference for these older neighborhoods is the fact that we have livable front porches that you can mm. go out on, you can sit. And that changes the dynamic of a neighborhood so much. When you have residents that sit on their front porch, you get to know people that walk by. You wave, you talk to them, you know their family. And uh, really, I, I mean, you just get, you, you forge friendships with your neighbors. And I think that it's charming and I love it about these neighborhoods. Not just a place to sleep. Absolutely. Well, coming from the Linwood uh, neighborhood, we're right now on 19th and Drexel, which is one of the entrances to the Linwood neighborhood. The other one is what, 23rd? Our, our 19th and Grand. Yes. So yes. 19th and Grand is the other one, the beautiful entrance. They just recently, you guys recently did this. Yep, yep. Um, so behind us, tell me a little bit about, so so that, how was this funded? How does that work? Well, it's funded through uh, our neighborhood fundraisers that we do, such as the Home Tour um, and membership dues. We are a voluntary neighborhood association. Mm. Our dues are $25 for a single or $50 for a double membership. But that's, that's voluntary. annually or monthly. That's annually. Wow. That's annually. That's and, cheap, and guys. That's, and that's Super total voluntary cheap. as well, which mm. is the difference between a homeowners association, which is a covenant, which, which is actually on the and team. mandatory. And yeah, and mandatory. Uh-huh. Most inner city neighborhoods are considered just associations, and they're voluntary. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but we really rely on those dues to help us fund projects, and what we call common area maintenance. Um, you know, taking care of the landscaping at our entrance markers, um, electricity. Uh, mm. For entrenchment in water, um, we we rotate mowing our medians here. That helps fund that as well. So, mm. you know, it takes it, the dues are low. I think they're very affordable for that's what you get. Super affordable, but it keeps yeah. these common areas uh, which are uh, so up, important. Up, up. Yeah, that's, that's what makes a neighborhood. Absolutely, folks, come out if you haven't seen Linwood yet, or you're about to see Linwood. Um, it's totally worth the trip. Um, really, a good site. Um, pay attention to the signs as you're driving around. John, thanks again for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you.